0: This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources.
1: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
0: hello and welcome back to another episode of the eat with ali podcast we are back with part two of ways that made me go from self-hating to self-loving did you work on part one tips did you well i certainly hope you did because i want you to feel that goodness and i want you to feel happy to be your awesome self and to believe in your capability So just for a quick refresher as to why I am sharing my self-loving tips, it's because first of all, I really feel that I could not recover from my eating disorder until I grew self-love because I had nothing to motivate me or believe that I deserve to feel better or that I could get any better. Without self-love and self-belief, my eating disorder voices in my head were more powerful than my will to fight for a better, happier, healthier version of myself. And this applies for so many things, not just my eating disorder. So whatever problem that you may be facing, when you grow your self-love, you are also growing your strength and your power to fight against whatever it may be that is holding you back. So we are team self-love here. So something I'm going to start at the beginning of each episode now that I share of my podcast, I am going to say something that I am proud of myself for. And every time that I ask myself and tell you, I would love for you to do the same with yourself. We are going to get you in the habit of noticing something awesome that you've done and to start being able to acknowledge and celebrate all of your achievements as was one of the points in the previous episode which was celebrate all your wins. So to help really affirm that every episode now I will say something that I've been proud of in the past week since recording the last episode. So what am I proud of for doing this week? I went and played soccer with my boyfriend's work team. And why am I proud of this, you may ask. It's because back in primary school and I think I played in year seven, I tried to do soccer and <laughs> to say it kindly, I was not going to be a professional soccer player anytime soon. I was afraid of putting myself out there. I was anxious and worried about doing the wrong thing. So whenever the ball would come near me, it was like I was going to run the opposite direction, which I didn't actually do, but I just do like some soft little fairy kick. So then I became the goalie and you could say that it was because I refused to go near the ball to kick it or because I had exceptionally amazing catching skills, which to be honest, I feel like I do. But yes, I still remember feeling calmer when the ball was on the other side of the field. But wow, did my anxiety heighten when it started coming this way? And I was actually pretty good at catching. I'll give you that. Little flex of myself. I was asked to come back as the goalie a few years later (laughs) after I left the team, obviously. But anyways, not the point. So I couldn't help but have a bit of a trip down memory lane and be a bit anxious about kicking the ball again. So what did I do? I told myself that this is an experience that I can, first of all, step out of my comfort zone and just focus on having fun and exercising and create new, better memories of kicking a soccer ball. I didn't think that it would go perfect, but I tried to focus on not having the fear to get near the ball. So I remembered what it was that made me so anxious about kicking the ball in the past that I tried to use that to improve on my outcome this time. I didn't think that everything would go perfect but my focus was purely on stepping out of my comfort zone and trying something that I didn't do last time. And what did I do? Well first of all I kicked someone in the shin, I'm sorry, but how did I do that? Because I went for the ball! I also kicked a ball at the opposite team and then it rebounded off their foot and into the goal. So let's call that a win. Could I have achieved this outcome if I had run the opposite direction of the ball or focused on kicking the ball in the wrong direction? Which yes, I did several times, but I also went for that ball. And for that, I am so happy. So yes, I had that initial fear of missing the ball or kicking it in the wrong direction. But I was able to identify that I was thinking with fear and decided to focus on what could get me a better outcome. I didn't expect the best results, but I redirected all of my thoughts that were driven by fear. So we love that. So that's what I'm proud of myself for doing this week. What is yours? (laughs) I must have sounded like Dora just then because obviously I cannot hear your response, but please send me what you are proud of yourself this week. On the Discord group, I want to hear what you are proud of. I am your accountability partner to make sure that you are constantly thinking of something that you are proud of. try to do this as an everyday thing, but at the moment I'm talking to you guys once a week. So now at least you know you have one opportunity a week to really think about what it is that you've done that is something to be proud of. And remember, even if it seems like a small thing to be proud of, we are celebrating all of our wins. So every win is a great win. And for everything that doesn't seem to be just a clear win... This is an opportunity to learn and improve and not an opportunity to put ourselves down. So I cannot wait to hear why it is that you are proud of yourself. Remember, celebrate all of your wins, no matter how big or small they may seem. And I bet that you were just on the edge of your seats to find out the next lot of ways that I grew my self-love. So here we go. Number one, banish. The unhealthy behaviours and habits. First of all, you need to identify what they are. Have a reflection. This can kind of lead back to the self-reflection point from the previous episode. So find out what it is that is holding you back from being your best self. So identify what these habits or behaviours are. Example, eating disorder, of course. So some massive behaviours that need to be eliminated. But also keep in mind that there will be times when you may feel this way. But the point is to try to redirect them like I still have thoughts of fear all the time. Thoughts that are driven by fear and my imagination. So if you feel this way this isn't for you to then think that everything is messed up and that you shouldn't feel this way. It's not about that. It's about redirecting these thoughts and reminding yourself what is the truth? What is your reality? Are you thinking with imagination or are you thinking with what you actually know? Your reality. So one really detrimental behaviour and thought pattern is comparison. Are you comparing yourself to others all the time? Are you putting yourself down because you're not the same as someone else? Well, if you are, stop it. Easier said than done, I know. But remember, comparison is the thief of joy. Thank you, Theodore Roosevelt. Keep in mind as well that you know their name and not their story. So maybe you were only seeing one side to somebody's life, especially when it comes to media and How people like to portray themselves. Most of the time people only like to show the good halves of stuff. The good parts of their life that make them seem like they are living the most positive, beautiful life ever. And maybe they are. Which we love. But keep in mind that we aren't seeing the other side to everybody's life. Like we can't see absolutely everything that is going on. So, maybe this person you were comparing yourself to look, looks like they're living this fairy tale life. But you never know. And we can't control what other people are doing, just like the other point in the previous episode. But what can we control? Ourselves. So, by all means, get inspiration from other people. But don't necessarily compare. You should only compare yourself to your previous self and see how far you've come or if there's some things that haven't been changed and you want them to be changed but they still haven't this is what you were comparing compare to who you used to be to where you are now and then your present self so we never know that someone else might be struggling and of course we don't want anyone to be struggling and in a bad place and definitely you don't want to feel relieved that other people may be struggling as well We want everyone to be happy and working on themselves constantly but if you are beating yourself down at the fact that somebody else is living this amazing life that you wish you had, that needs to be stopped. So you can try to be inspired by other people but don't try to be other people. So what you can try to do is identify where it is that you find yourself comparing the most. Are you on social media all the time? Influencers and celebrities that just have everything you want like a big one is always the body image, stuff like that. If every time you see their photo or their post and it brings you down, unfollow them. Get rid of the source that is sparking all these emotions and unhealthy thoughts in the first place. Are you always hanging around someone that is trying to make themselves seem like the top goat and almost try to put you down for not being who they are? If so, fuck off! I mean, you can try to talk to them and see if... I mean, if they are a really good friend of yours and you think that they actually are a nice person then try to have the open discussion about it of course you want to celebrate your friends wins and be happy for them but if they're saying it in like an antagonizing kind of way that is for them trying to be condescending towards you and say that i'm better than you then they can do that somewhere else i mean great that they are living and feeling like they're achieving stuff that is great awesome good on them but it shouldn't be said in a way that is trying and intending to put you down So if that isn't their intention, then try to have a conversation with them. And if they truly are a lovely person, they should be able to take it as constructive criticism or just as something that they can work on. Because remember, there is always stuff that we can work on. And sometimes it's hard to see what it is that you were doing wrong if you don't even realize at the time. So I'm not saying that this person has the worst intentions in this world, but do keep in mind how they are making you feel. And if they aren't making you feel motivated or inspired to achieve stuff yourself, then bid them adieu and find people that lift you up and inspire you be around the ambitious and the supportive and be around people that don't try to hold you back we'll be getting into more of that a bit later so stay tuned for that so once you've been able to find out what it is that is making you feel this lack of self-belief in yourself and just comparing and putting yourself down acknowledge that these are distressing and unhelpful feelings and thoughts and then ask yourself by comparing what am i achieving what am i getting out of this If the answer is it makes me want to be like them, that is not helpful. That is not actually achieving anything. Because by all means, be inspired. But if you feel that you are comparing and you are making yourself feel bad, then that's not inspiration. That is just comparison and not the helpful kinds. The only helpful comparison that I could really even like, I don't even like the word comparison to be honest. But if you are comparing anyone, compare your past self to your present self and use that as a a motivation, but a self-motivation. I used to binge eat and just think all negatively about myself and now here I am sharing my story with you to help you do the same. That is a good comparison that I can say about myself. But if you are using comparison to just really put yourself down, then fuck it off. And if you do feel that you were in a bad headspace because you were comparing, it's not as easy just to switch off. So try to pick up on when you are feeling this way. By the way, just as a quick bonus point, say you dropped something on the ground. If you notice that your initial reaction is to say, oh, what an idiot, don't call yourself an idiot or stupid or anything downgrading. As harmless as it may seem to you to call yourself an idiot when you drop something, your brain is taking note of the way that you talk about yourself and how you treat yourself. So even if you didn't have bad intentions to call yourself an idiot when you do something that is clumsy or you just drop something, for example, you are feeding your brain with more negative self-talk and that has got to go. So as harmless as it may seem, do be conscious of what you call yourself because your brain is listening. So back to comparing. Acknowledge how you are feeling. I'm feeling anxious that I don't look like this. I'm worried that I will never be like that. I am sad that my body doesn't look this way. So acknowledge how you are feeling, identify where the source of this unhappiness is coming from and then send it away, get rid of it. Be rid the comparison source. And if you are comparing yourself to yourself, don't then start comparing and feeling guilt and shame for your past self. Remember that we are forgiving our past selves and letting go of past mistakes and past habits. But when you are trying to see how far you've come as a motivation to go further, then yes, it's not to make it your every single passing thought and a way to put yourself down for your past self, for how you used to be. It's not about that. Just use it when you need motivation about how you used to be to how far you've come and how far you can go. Use it to be able to see what you have improved with and what there's still to improve on. Or maybe even vice versa, if there was an old habit that you used to do that you don't do anymore, like maybe you used to meditate every night before you went to sleep, then say I've done it before and I can do it again. Bring it back in. But don't compare to other people and other situations or other, other bullshit. Just compare yourself yourself as a way to motivate you to improve even more. So another really unhealthy thought and behavior pattern is having the need for approval from others. If you feel like there are certain things that you do just in order to have approval from someone else then you need to start putting yourself first. So a really good example would be if you were binging and purging for the sake of being skinny for someone to respect your size they're not respecting you for who you are they're respecting for what you look like and in the process of you trying to seek this approval you were damaging your own mental and physical health and well-being there are many ways that people could be seeking approval from someone else but if you were doing this first of all just for someone else and also destroying yourself in the meantime Fuck their approval. Seriously. What if you wanted to join a band and you wanted to play the trumpet and someone tells you that trumpets is the most horrendous instrument in this whole entire world? Are you trying to fight? Um, excuse me. Trumpets are used in about every single amazing movie score like Star Wars I've just recently watched that for the first time so of course I'm going to bring that up right now but what if they're stopping you from achieving what you want to in life something that you are passionate about so in order to get their approval you don't play the trumpet or if to get someone else's approval you stop being who you truly are then don't because the people that are truly going to be there for you and be supportive of you especially in the dark times they should love you for who you are now and for who you want to be Now, there's this quote about peaches, which if you haven't heard, I'm about to share. It's by Dita Von Teese, and this is the saying. You can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, and there's still going to be someone who hates peaches. So it literally does not matter who you are or what you would do. There is always going to be someone that has something negative to say. So focus on how you feel about yourself and who you want to be, and be unbothered by irrelevant people's opinion of you. And it gets tough when it comes to situations like you were trying to seek approval of maybe uh, a family member or someone that you like. But if it's a family member, then they should truly love you for who you are. But if you feel like you get extra pressure from them, you could try to limit what you say to them when it comes to you wanting to change something just so you can do it without having extra criticism like don't do that, don't do that. And they may just really truly be worried about you making a mistake. So if it's an opinion that you value from someone that you value, you can listen to what they have to say, but doesn't mean you have to agree. Because at the end of the day, if you're trying something to step out of your comfort zone and to try something new, that's awesome and you should be proud of yourself. And it's definitely easier to stay surrounded by things that you are familiar with things that are safe but every time that you take a leap of faith and you do something to invest in yourself you are growing your ambition and you are strengthening your self-belief so when you're with other people don't try to seek their approval be you this is your opportunity to see if you get along with them you're trying to see if they link with you not the other way around don't try to be someone else so they like you fuck that literally fuck that I've definitely done stuff like that in the past, but if you are scared to be your true self around someone, then don't waste your time or try and be yourself. And if they don't accept that, then it's their loss and your gain. You just dodged a bullet. So try to find out what it is like a habit or a behavior that you keep taking part of that isn't really beneficial. We love leisure time, but even something as simple as you notice that you were spending 10 hours a day on TikTok, That you could be spending your time maybe reading a book or going and exercising, going for a walk, having quality time with the people you love. You don't have to get rid of going on TikTok altogether, but what you could do is maybe, even if it's just half an hour of that time, try to spend that time doing all these other habits that will make you feel more productive. 10 hours a day is a lot of time to be spending on TikTok, by the way. But anyway, so the point is that these new habits that you want to engrave in your brain and your life... It will take time, so you have to keep repeating them. Your brain is habitual, so you want to rewire your brain. And the more that you spend this time and focus on improving and gaining healthy habits into your life, the more that you focus on this, the less time your brain has to focus on all the negatives. So if you spend more of your time playing the trumpet or whatever passion that you have that you're wanting to give a go at, then giving a damn about what this noob has to say about your life passion, then slowly but surely will the negative focus be nothing but a little squish that you can scare away with your strength and power. And say with an eating disorder, if you are focused on wanting to vomit, this is an unhealthy behavior and thought pattern that you've gotten yourself into. If this is something that is stuck in your head, like I want to vomit, I want to get this food out of me, then try to do something else with your time. Redirect your thoughts. Go for a walk, play a board game with your friends, do something that allows your brain to be focused on something else. You are redirecting your thoughts. So be patient with yourself and focus on the goal that you were trying to achieve. Remember that the more consistent you are with something, the more natural it will become, the more natural the habit will become. What I love to say is that even with meditating, that's now as frequent in my life as brushing my teeth. Literally morning and afternoon, I brush my teeth. What do I do now? Every morning and night or afternoon, I meditate. And it wasn't easy as first. At the beginning, I had to really focus on it and say, okay, it's time to meditate, but now I couldn't live without it. And this is a healthy habit because there are so many benefits to do with meditation. Like, for example, it reduces so much stress and anxiety and it helps you become more patient and rational and calm. And you will feel that difference. And even for some other people, like you might have a different style of what meditation is. Meditation doesn't necessarily just have to be sitting there and having frequency music playing or guided meditation, just sitting there, maybe meditation to you is going for a walk or exercising. At the end of the day, it is something that can help you calm and think rationally and more clearly, feel less anxiety and be able to redirect those anxious thoughts. So remember that consistency is the key. Holy shit, I feel like that was 10 points in one, but that was just point number one. So now we're on to number two. Point number two is to tell someone how you feel. Stop bottling up your emotions. Stop thinking no one gives a shit about you. It is not true. And at the unlikely chance that it is true, find better people in your life. And I'm always here for you too. But remember that asking for help is the first step to recovery. It doesn't just have to do with eating disorders, literally everything. Ask and you shall receive. Now I've talked about this on the other podcasts, but just briefly, that weight that lifts off your shoulders when you have the courage to go and say, I need help it's not easy but it's worth it and the sooner you are able to acknowledge how you were feeling and then tell someone you are a step closer to feeling better and achieving that recovery asking for help is a step towards recovery and a step towards self-love so as hard as it may be ask for help if you need it and it's scary it also it makes these problems inside of you true because you were saying it aloud And maybe you are holding yourself back from asking for help because you don't want to stop the vomiting. Or maybe there's another habit that you were doing that you were afraid to let go of. So when this happens, ask yourself, what has changed within me? Is this feeling worth it? Has my self-esteem gone down? If it's relating to an eating disorder, maybe you haven't gotten skinnier, but how are you feeling overall? Has your whole life now revolved around binging and purging? Are you feeling those heart and stomach pains? Are you trapped in a cycle of guilt? If you are, then you should try to speak to someone that you trust and ask them for help. And maybe, okay, if you're not that ready to ask for the help, tell them how you feel. Tell them what is going on. If your step towards recovery is simply just trying to get that bit of support and opening up and expressing how you feel, then that is still such a positive and impactful action that you can take. And you should be so proud of that. So as scared as I was to ask for help, I did and I cannot express enough just how much weight lifted off my shoulders. So I really want you to feel that too. And it took me way too long to actually ask for help. So I'm hoping that if you listen to my stories and just my experiences that hopefully it can give you a bit of courage and inspiration to ask for help sooner rather than later. So that you can feel better sooner rather than later. Now point number three is routines. We've got to love a bit of routine in us. So for example my morning routine is I start off the day with meditation and then I make my bed and then I know know that making the bed is just a little small thing but honestly it clears my mind a lot more because I don't like being in messy situations. Don't get me wrong sometimes the house does get a bit messy but overall I try to keep areas where I'll be spending a lot of time in for example clean because the clearer your space the clearer your mind. I also shower with cold water at the end. This really helps wake me up and there's a lot of cold water shower benefits. Let me read out some for you. Okay, so just to name a few, it boosts your mood. It helps you have a stronger immune system. It improves your physical recovery. This has to be my favorite, but it reduces stress levels. It gives you higher level of alertness and increased willpower. This is literally just a few of the benefits, but... Yeah, I also feel like as soon as I step in the cold water, although I'm screaming, I am also feeling more refreshed and awake. Even more awake than my coffee makes me feel. Anyway, so after the shower, I will do my face and hair routine, of course. And then I will have a big glass of water before my coffee. Honestly, I'm not sure as to why I started this, but I think it was just a feeling. Like when I would drink my coffee straight away, I didn't feel as refreshed. So then I tried having my glass of water before and I actually have the glass of water after too, but I'm stressing to have it before because it just makes me feel more refreshed. And then when I'm having my coffee and I would love for you to try it. It's a really great and refreshing feeling. I just feel more alive and more awake. And then when I have the coffee, it's even more of a reward because oh, coffee tastes so good. Although I do enjoy drinking water, you can almost take it as you've eaten your veggies and now you get the cake. But with the water and coffee scenario. So then I also try to gym and read throughout the day. But then specifically at nighttime, I will also meditate, of course, and have another shower. And of course, my facial routine at nighttime as well. So I just feel like when I've gotten myself into these routines, it's like setting habits again. It makes me feel more productive every time I can check something off the list. I don't actually have a list, but just a, a mental list. But if you want to write it down, do that. That's really good. It just sets a structure for your day. And obviously you can fit in your recreational, your leisure activities in between. But if you have a set of non-negotiables to complete every day, it just, well, first of all, they should be beneficial things for you. But the more they get done, the more calm and inspired you feel. It's also something that you should be proud of because you were able to set yourself a goal and keep completing it on a daily basis. So you rock and find motivation out of setting habits. Routines. Having routines is also like having self care because you are prioritizing and ensuring that you are doing things that benefit yourself every day. And say, for example, there are some routine activities that you don't necessarily want to do. Like maybe you cannot, you just cannot bear the fact of going and exercising today. Give yourself a reward afterwards. Like, okay, if I go to the gym first, then after I will go and watch a movie. I will go and buy my favorite sushi. Obviously, of course, of course I talk about sushi. Yum. Uh, Obviously, if you are injured, then don't force yourself to go to the gym and make your injury even worse. And also like, for example, if it is the gym, remember that, or or exercise, remember that awesome feeling once you complete the exercises. I always feel so much better and more like a relief of stress and my body is just feeling all those happy release of endorphins and you're just feeling less stressed and less anxious. So if you don't like going to the gym as your exercise, go for a walk. Find what it is that actually excites you to do something, not to make it feel like it's a chore. And you may have to experiment and try new things to figure out what it is that you like the most and what motivates you the most. But there you go, there's even more bonuses in that. You were trying new things, you were stepping out of your comfort zone, and you were working towards a happier and healthier version of yourself. number four is to stop unnecessarily saying sorry oh my gosh was this something I used to do of course there was the times where I most definitely needed to apologize when I made a mistake or I did something silly that I probably shouldn't have but reflecting back I definitely can see that I found myself saying sorry for absolutely everything I had no self-belief that I just assumed that I was always in the wrong and I thought I needed to apologize to keep the peace So don't assume that you are wrong for absolutely everything when you may not be. Like I definitely started thinking even less of myself because I always thought I was in the wrong, which yes, there was times that I was, but there was also times where I had no reason to be apologizing. So if you find yourself apologizing to keep the peace, or maybe you literally think that you were always wrong, but every time you think this and you say that you were sorry, you just feel even worse about yourself. Try and identify and Call yourself out when you realise that you were just apologising because you either just assume the worst about yourself or are you simply trying to keep the peace. Most definitely apologise if you've done something wrong but if you are always jumping to apologise when maybe even quite frankly it's the other person that's done something wrong then this is something that needs to be stopped because every time I apologised for something that I really should not have been apologising for I just thought less of myself. I felt more guilt and more shame because I just always assumed I was in the wrong. And so I even found myself apologising for random things. So this is something that you have to also get yourself out of the habit of doing. Like for example, if I went to a restaurant, I would apologise to the waitress for ordering my food. Like, oh, sorry, can I order this please? What the fuck am I sorry for? It's, it's their job! always treat everyone with respect by the way it's not like you should be like bitch give me my food but obviously you don't have to apologize just for taking part of how the dining experience works I did this a few weeks ago and I picked up on it and reminded myself that there's no reason to be sorry it's the waitress's job description so yes there may be times where you forget not to say sorry it's almost like a default response but make a conscious effort to not apologize when it's unnecessary and the more you practice the easier it will become And when you do have those moments where you unnecessarily say sorry, figure out if there was some sort of trigger that made you say sorry again. And then you can figure out how you can improve on it next time. And this kind of falls back onto the seeking approval from someone else. So maybe you were saying sorry constantly because you were trying to seek approval and not make them the bad guy. But fuck that. If you don't need to say sorry and you actually did nothing wrong, then do not apologize. And it could even make you come out as being and looking guilty and shameful when you shouldn't be. You were carrying unnecessary baggage that doesn't need to be there. Change this behaviour for the sake of you because you don't want to feel unworthy and that you're just always to blame because most likely it's not true. And if it is, this is your opportunity to call yourself out and figure out what it is that you need to do to fix this and to change these behaviours that keep putting you in the wrong. So if you say sorry constantly, it almost loses its meaning to it especially when it really matters so save saying sorry to the times where you truly need it and it's necessary so if it's not your fault you don't need to apologize you can express empathy towards them but you don't have to take the blame if it's a conflict between you and your friend or you and your partner you can try to figure out how can you resolve this and express how you both feel about the situation and work together to reach a solution rather than just taking the blame Because you won't really get anything out of that besides feeling lesser than and shameful for something that you didn't even do. And you don't want to get to a stage where you've said sorry so many times for all these other random things that when it comes to something that you should truly be sorry for, your apology is almost meaningless. But when it is your time to be sorry, take responsibility. Find out if there's anything that you can do to make it right. And most importantly, find out how you can try to avoid this in the future so that it doesn't happen again. And yes, there will also be times where you didn't even mean to fuck up, but you did. You may not have had bad intentions, but you can still identify that what you did has hurt someone. And it could almost be a bit of a wake-up call for you. So definitely apologise for stuff like that. But don't get into the habit of just constantly blaming yourself and thinking that you're just this shitty person that is always in the wrong. And if you are, and you honestly can identify that you are then that is something that you need to work on and prioritize because you don't want to hurt others and you definitely don't want to hurt yourself. But once again, there is always going to be a time where you may have a slip up and you may do something in the wrong, but learn from it. Learn how to better yourself so that it can either be avoided next time or or hopefully never happen again, but that's definitely easier said than done for some so if you're at a stage where you have such low self-worth and a low self-esteem that everything you do seems wrong or feels wrong that you were just constantly apologizing then practice not apologizing for absolutely everything but rather how to find the solution to improve or change similar outcomes in the future point number five your environment be around inspirational and supportive people who you spend your time with determines who you will be now, this example that I've heard, it's, it's really stuck with me. Imagine you worked with your best friend at a job and you are wanting to change careers. Maybe there's a passion out there that you haven't explored yet and you can't do that at your current job. And you tell your best friend at work how it is that you feel and how you are thinking you want to swap careers to have a better future and just work on your passion and your purpose. And then they turn around and they're like, no, don't do that. Maybe you won't succeed. I want you here. You know, we have such a great team going on here. Like, please don't go. And so what they've done is just pretty much made it about them. And they're literally holding you back from achieving what you want to for their own selfish reasons. I mean, sure, maybe you are a great team at work. There's nothing wrong with being a good team. But you want to be around people that support you and want to lift you up and help you and motivate you. To achieve the goals that you want to achieve don't let somebody hold you back you want to be around people that lift you up and want to and have their own ambitious goals so if you are hanging around and spending so much time with people like this it is going to be way more difficult to achieve what you want to achieve because you are literally they're the bricks and you're the balloon you wouldn't be able to rise think of the movie up Carl got rid of all the unnecessary shit and he got to fly in the sky get rid of that baggage and it may not even necessarily be a friend that is making you feel this way so whoever it may be that you feel is holding you back and making you feel drained and unhappy then try and limit the amount of time that you spend with them because it's only hurting you more and stopping you from achieving but overall it is better to be around people that will be ambitious and will be supportive and are all doing things that are going to get them to a really awesome future. Be around the inspired and the inspiring. Your environment is also like your space. Say you're studying for an exam. Are you somewhere that uh, keeps you concentrated or are you around a lot of distractions? Also how I mentioned that I make my bed in the morning and try to clear up as much space as possible because my brain feels more cluttered and busy the more that my environment and my surroundings are. So keep clean and keep keen. Number six is catastrophizing and having anxious reactions. So something that I would used to do and still sometimes now, I would live in this anxious, imagined reality. But it's not really a reality, is it? It's a headspace. It's a the way I was thinking, a mindset. So I would literally use my really insane imagination to assume that the worst possible outcome is what's going to happen or the worst things that people are thinking of me or saying about me or... Or what people's intentions are, like it was just something beyond belief, like so far from the truth. Most of the time. So you have to pull yourself out of this when you feel this way. Ask yourself, is this reality or is this my imagination? Is there any evidence that I have to support these thoughts? Are these thoughts even helpful for me? Remind yourself of things that you know to be reality and when you are having these anxious responses or reactions or just general feelings about something. Call yourself out and cut it off with... What do I actually know to be the truth? So this comes back to when I talk about not thinking with fear, but to think with love. If you get fucked over, yes, it will hurt. But most definitely there has been something else in your past that really hurt and was a struggle to move past. But you made it through. You were hurt before and you came out stronger. And you will come out stronger again. And it's very hard to believe at the time, especially if something just horrible has happened. But remember your strength and... Believe in yourself and know that you will always be there for yourself. I told you I'd be hitting you up with another Star Wars reference. Don't ask me why I haven't seen it until now because I really don't know. But yes, this is a quote I found in the movie and I wrote it down because I thought it was really cool. And unbelievably true. So this is it. Be mindful of your thoughts. They will betray you. So if you're feeling anxious and stressed, try not to immediately believe what your mind is telling you. Also, if you're feeling anxious, for example, ask yourself, maybe it's something that your body needs. Do you need a glass of water? Do you need some fresh air? Maybe you just need some deep breaths. Breathe in strength. Breathe out all the bullshit. Point number seven is to find your purpose. You can do this by thinking about what it is that brings you joy. What makes you feel most fulfilled and letting go of any past habits or behaviours that bring you down. And that keeps you trapped in the past and chaining you up from having a better future. So what really helped me find my purpose is realizing that I always felt the need to want to help other people and it, w- it would always make me feel very heart So all of the jobs that I've ever had have had something to do with helping others. And I would always have the biggest smile on my face when people would tell me that I helped them feel supported and heard because that's what I hope for. Which leads me to the podcast. It's why I share my eating disorder experiences and how I overcame them to help you do the same. And it's why I have the one-on-one video support sessions with people. And so that's how I really found my purpose. Just realizing what is all the common factors and everything that I found enjoyment in. What are the career paths that I've chosen? What is the, the common feature? Helping others. So if you're struggling to find something, maybe you don't have any patterns in everything you've done at work or maybe you can't identify something that brings you joy every time it happens, then you should try to get out there and try new things. Don't go into that with the mindset of, uh, I'm going to fail something else. It's not going to be the thing for me again. What's the point? Maybe I should just settle for something that I hate doing just because I know it's here and it's easy and it's ready. No, do you really want to live your life thinking what if? That's something I say to myself just give it a go ask those questions try that new sport try that new career if it is something that you believe that will make you a step closer to finding your purpose or maybe to figuring out what isn't your purpose then take it get rid of the imposter syndrome that you think you're not good enough you believe you're not good enough because it's not true and you just have to the more that you practice stepping out of your comfort zone and doing things that are new to you you were you looking for that feeling of fulfillment And once you find it, you are on your path. Then once you find out what it is that you believe is to be your purpose, work on it, find different ways to try it out. There's always going to be ups and downs, but because you want to get to that saying, you know, that if you do something that you love, you aren't working a single day in your life. So do what you love and love what you do. Find what interests you and what makes you happy. And from there, think of all the different ways that you could try to explore this find your passion and live your passion which leads us to number eight step out of your comfort zone take those chances on yourself take that leap of faith do something that seems like a challenge to you that may seem uneasy at first because you're not used to it step out of your norm to not only grow a skill and develop a skill but to put yourself out there believe in your capability If you don't yet, try things that will take you out of your comfort zone and boost your self-belief. If you don't succeed at whatever it is that you stepped out of your comfort zone for, not the point. The point is that you stepped out of your comfort zone and that is something to be so proud of. How many people would rather just sit on their ass and never try because they're afraid of failing? Don't fear failing, fear never knowing. Fear asking yourself one day, what if, what if I tried this? What if I gave this a go? What if I stepped out of my comfort zone? Fear never trying. Whenever you are trying to step out of your comfort zone and you fear the result, just ask yourself what if. You will never know until you try. Something that can help with this too is to build your courage. Do something new that is a good habit, example meditation, going for a walk in the morning, even if it's just having that glass of water before your coffee. You can also try to step out of your comfort zone by doing something that normally makes you feel shy or anxious or scared to do. Like, for example, if you want more soy sauce or wasabi when you go to the sushi place because they haven't given you enough, then ask for it. If you were getting a massage done and you want the masseuse to do it harder or softer, ask instead of sitting uh, lying there thinking, oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain or oh my gosh, I feel nothing, you know? If you get the wrong food served out when you went for dinner, don't just say, oh my gosh, I'm fine with this even though I'm allergic to chicken ask for what you ordered obviously don't have to be mean about it but don't just settle because you fear to ask for what you really want so that's another way you can try to step out of your comfort zone it seems like a little thing but the more you put yourself out there the more you will have courage and believe in your strength and capability okay and number nine give yourself compliments I want you to stand in front of the mirror if you have to give yourself compliments stand in front of the mirror and give yourself three compliments In the morning and in the afternoon. And you know what? Even try to give yourself compliments to things that you don't necessarily believe at the time. So when you try to practice this at the beginning, more likely than not, it's going to be hard to find something that you like about yourself. So even if it feels like you were lying when you're trying to come up with something that is awesome about you, remember that the more you say something, the more you will believe it. Literally look in the mirror and eventually you can be like, damn, I look fine today. Wow, look at the way my pasty skin makes me look against the sun. Try to find things about yourself that is unique as well. Because you are unique and you are special and you deserve to feel that way. You are beautiful and you need to start believing that. And also be specific with what it is that you are appreciating and admiring about yourself. So for example, don't just say, I look nice today. You can say that, but then specify what it is that makes you feel this way. And if you have more than three compliments that you can think about yourself, say them all. You don't have to limit it to three, but try to make that your minimum. Be specific with your compliments. For example, don't just say that you look nice today. What is it that makes you feel like you look nice today? Is it your hair? Is it your gorgeous smile? Try to give yourself compliments about your external self and your internal self as well. So you can say that I meditated this morning and I feel calm. I appreciate this. I controlled my binge eating today. I didn't vomit today and I feel so proud of myself for that. I feel motivated to keep going. Also, at the end of each day, before you go to sleep, reflect on your day and try to come up with a minimum of three grateful for's that you have. What is something that you were grateful for that you achieved? What you were proud of? Every night, be able to reflect on what it is that you were grateful for and also reflect on what it is that you can improve tomorrow and in the future. Think of things that inspired you or that motivated you. Give yourself grateful for's every single day. The more that you appreciate what you have, the more that you will treasure it and hold it close to you. It will build your motivation and strengthen the excitement that you have when you achieve. And if you're struggling to come up with anything that you wanna give yourself a compliment for or that you're grateful for, how about you ask your loved ones something that they think is awesome about you. Ask for the internal and external. Give them grateful for's back as well. If you don't believe anything that they're saying yet, know that this is how they feel about you and then you can start getting excited to feel the same about yourself because you may not be able to see it right now but they certainly can and then you might even make their day by telling them something that you were grateful for them for and they could make your day too make each other's day fill the room with goodness number 10 journaling now i've tried this on like a piece of paper or like i try to get a journal book to write down all of my emotions but I have a lot and I'm constantly writing. So I switched over to just my phone or laptop notes, which which is just as effective in my opinion. I found it more difficult for myself to write it on a piece of paper because I literally had so much to share that it was very demotivating. So you want to alter it to be something like part of that routine. Oh yeah, this is something that I do part of my daily routine. My journaling. So when I'm feeling anxious or even if I'm feeling happy or just something really nice has happened, I write it all down. Originally, the plan was to be able to reflect on this one day and see how far I've come. But I will have about a year to have to read over all my notes because I have so much to say. But still, what an exciting thing to eventually reflect on and see just how far I've come and increase my belief in knowing just how far I can go. However, this habit has made the storage on my phone like it keeps saying insufficient storage. It drives me nuts. But yeah, so I have a lot to say, but... It really helps me rationalize and feel more calm about the way I'm feeling. So what I will say, I won't just state what happened. I will say how it made me feel, like specifically what emotions did it made me feel, make me feel. I felt anxious about this. I was happy about this. Then I say what I could have improved on, like maybe I had a bit of an emotional reaction. What could I do next time to improve how I reacted? And I also say what it is that I'm proud of myself for doing. An example would be when I was trying to recover from my binging and my purging. So what I improved on was I ate less food than last time but maybe I still vomited at the end. So I can say that I'm proud of myself for stopping how much I ate and tried to control the binge eating. But what I could improve on next time is eating even less or applying more of the tips that I mentioned in the Stopping Binge Eating podcast. So maybe I could have drank a glass of water before I could have used a smaller bowl I could have waited for that sweet spot rather than wait and stop eating once I felt full so I think journaling has really helped me release those emotions that I'm feeling onto a piece of paper or my phone rather than anxiously explode on myself and others so I can almost write what I'm feeling and de-escalate these emotions I also include things that I have realized now that I have calmed down or that I've expressed it to myself so you can say what you realized your trigger was and how you can deescalate that. But honestly, journaling is your best friend. If you feel more comfortable doing it on, in a notebook, then do that. But yes, I just personally use my mobile phone just because it's more convenient for me and I'm a very quick typer, so <laughs> I'm not as fast of a, a handwriter, So there we go. I altered it to make it more part of my routine and something that I can see myself continually doing rather than just a one-off on a piece of paper. But that's me personally. So do what works best for you. All right. And there we have it. That was another 10 reasons that helped me stop hating myself. And as I've said in the other one as well, I think there's always room for improvement and always new self-loving hacks that can be grown and expanded. And I really hope that you try to, you know, first of all, repeat this and keep affirming What I'm saying in your head but remember that you have to apply this otherwise nothing will change. You have to action it and I think it's awesome that you were listening to this to try and get some tips or ideas or inspiration. But at the end of the day until you actually action these points it will be harder to see results. So keep going, keep trying, I know you can do it and I'm sending all my love and support. I am cheering you on. I also just want to say a warm and happy welcome to those listening from Qatar france cyprus israel and spain it is so cool seeing you all tuning in from around the world and trying to heal and improve your life i am so for it and it makes me so happy i hope you know just how loved and supported you are you are not alone and i welcome you to the eat with ali family thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the eat with ali podcast i love being able to share what helped me in my life to hopefully help yours too So take these hacks away and action them and look forward to those amazing benefits and warm feelings that you have once you start to feel that self-love. I can't wait for you to feel it. Please let me know once you do. Sending all the love to you and thank you to those that rated my podcast a five-star. I really appreciate it. And remember to eat with Allie.
2: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.